Well, how else was he going to get back up there? How else was Mello going to ascend to the heights of NXT? How else was he going to do that? Because it's flipped. They flipped the script. Well, they haven't done it. It's happened automatically. Now, when something like this happens organically with an audience, it's blooming marvellous, but not if your name is Mellow. Because he used to be the big man around here. Trick used to be his bag carrier. The words bag carrier are used in this Just After Vengeance Day programme of NXT. Yes, those words are used in this programme. And... Um, He's no longer the bag carrier. He's now the main event. That's going to be worrying for the NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov, as well. He'll feature in this episode and on Vengeance Day, which I thought was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Remember fun? Remember that? Before COVID and interest rates and a cost of living crisis. Remember that? Fun. With a capital F. Fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. There were some moments that I thought, oh, but that there always are with me. I'm a bit jaded like that. You know, jaded. And I'm not talking about Jade Cargill because that makes me go, oh, as well. But even she was quite good in the Royal Rumble. Now, back to the NXT. So Ilya Dragunov fought Trick Williams in that main event of NXT and um, he won but he won through shenanigans, shenanigan, and um, Ilya's going to find that he's not entirely going to be able to concentrate on his match with Dijak tonight. Right, Dijak's not going to win this, is he? You might as well have said, here you are, we'll have a virtual match between Dijak, or, or they can play Tiddlywinks. Or, you sank my battleship. Something like that. Because he's not going to win. And during that match, he does hear quite a lot of trick chants. So it's a very interesting time with NXT at the moment. And this was a pretty interesting episode. I mean, we begin with, oh, Byron Saxton's on commentary because Booker is uh, still off. Had a medical procedure. I mean, it, it, it's not my favourite person, Byron Saxton. To me. In fact, he hardly says anything. Or if he does, he sounds exactly like Vic. So there's no point. You know, it's, it's almost as if they're, they're twins vocally. Well, who's, is this Byron? At one point, they get, they get a bit kind of salty with each other, but not really. We don't want to upset anybody, do we? No. Now, out comes Mellow to begin with. Yeah, of course. Why, Mello? Why? I've just explained. Go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast. So, he sits down in the middle of the ring. People are shouting and cheering. Not cheering. Booing. That's the opposite of cheering, Steve. I know what booing is. I just said the wrong word. Yes, like you said potato when you wanted to withdraw some money the other day. And the police were called. Remember that? I do. Now, he hears a lot of booze and says, not yet, and leaves. Oh, he's such a tease. He's got to make this last. This is something, it's a big heel turn 
We knew it was coming. He's got to make it last. And he sort of does. They don't put it down as the main event, which shows me something regarding this mellow and trick situation. I mean, the heavyweight championship match versus Jack, who I happen to like, but he's not going to win, is he? Is the main event. This is sort of three quarters of the way through or two thirds of the way through. So although it's the biggest storyline, really, for NXT, it's odd what they're doing with it. Now, first match we've got with the Wolf Dogs. Wolf Dog. If I had a dog, it would be a Wolf Dog. Thank you, Wayne Barrett. For goodness sake. And um, they're on commentary, are Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker. They've won the Dusty Cup. They have it presented to them, or rather announced over the... It's not the tannoy, is it? Well, you know, announced, you know, on the mic. I don't know. I'm elderly, aren't I? Um, in fact, I'm so elderly, I'm going to take a, a, a swig of coffee. I have a new coffee maker. This time, I've, I've not gone for bean, to bean for cup. I've gone for a separate bean cruncher. What do you call them? Those things that crunch your beans. Yeah, <laughs> don't get too excited. I'm talking about coffee here. That sort of thing, you know. And, uh, and, a, and then a, a, a machine on its own. Very good as well. Just a minute. Oh, that's good coffee. Now, I have mine um, delivered, you know, flown in. Yes. It might not be flown in. It might just be bicycled in. I don't know. Now, they're on commentary. And um, they want... La Famiglia, of course they do. They're quite good on commentary. They're not as much fun as I thought they might be. They're probably not given much chance to be that much fun, but I thought they'd be really freewheeling fun, and they're not. However, what is fun is Frazier and Axiom. Frazier, 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 I've called him Frazier. Maybe I should just call him Frazier. But I think of Smoking Joe Frazier when I hear that. Fraser, Fra Frazier, oh anyway, versus Blade, and nothing. It's blooming good, this, you know. Really is, because they can both really go for it. And um, early on, there's a phrase, it's easier. Um, drop kick and a big clothesline. Enough, he gets a nice clothesline off the top. And you've got a low axiom forearm right to the back of Blade's head. Oh, that must have been painful. You need some kind of tablet after that. A paracetamol, I suspect. Now, off the top, we've got Nathan with a double axe handle, blade clothesline to one and a drop kick to the other. That's lovely. And there's a Malik chant after he holds, I think it was Axiom off the top and it's a fall away slam. That's great. Axiom Spanish fly. Phrase easy, a nice brain buster. A double Inoffi and blade or blade and Inoffi face buster. But the Phoenix splash and the golden ratio from F and A for the pin. It was really well done actually. Then the wolf dogs are in and they start to attack Nathan Fraser's easier and Axiom. Why? They're not any kind of com competition to them, are they? It's not as if they're the champions or they're going to say, well, you know, you won the Dusty Cup, but actually we put a petition in that we are better than you and we've won that petition. So we're taking the cup off you and we are the new number one contenders. Maybe it's just to, I don't know, to get the Famiglia out. Although it's confusing, isn't it? Because one minute you're saying, well, Baron Corbin's enjoyed himself. Bron Breaker's enjoyed himself. This is a good team to watch. They're fun. They're funny. They're probably tweeners and maybe faces. The next, the next thing, they're having a nice time on commentary. 
then they're beating up a clearly face team. It's just another example of the WWE not really knowing what they want to do. I don't really know where the Wolf Dogs go now because they were set up purely to win the Dusty Cup. And they have La Famiglia out who are, you know, teasing them with, they look at these shiny belts. Yeah, we want those belts. We've got the belts. Yeah, we want the belts. These belts are in our possession. Yeah, we want the belts. That, that, that's kind of what's going on. But I don't know where the Wolf Dogs go. I suspect they won't be around for long. Because I think La Famiglia are too powerful and popular, even with the Wolf Dogs being well-liked, they've not been around long enough to gain that fan delight. So I don't think... Fan delight. Ooh, fan delight. I don't think that they will win the, the titles and then I think they'll just fade away. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. I've called it. Let's see what happens. Now, here comes Dragonoff. He wants to talk about Trick and Mellow. But Dijak makes his claim. He tries to quieten the fans. And he, here's what happens, right? There's no clever wit and repartee. It's almost as if Dijak has seen Ilya Dragonoff in previous weeks and thought, with the go-home show for Vengeance Day, he just talked to Trick and he made Trick look a bit foolish because he's really good behind the mic. So I'm just going to... Oh, smacking one. And he does. It's really lumpen. It's really obvious. It's really basic. But it works. And it works for the crowd in the room. Because they are shouting, let them fight. Let them fight. You're in luck. They will fight later on. By the way, the calendar's been printed. You know the one that's going to save Chase U? Well, hang on a minute. There's no talk about that now, is there? Now it looks like a calendar just for a calendar's sake. And I suppose we'll have, I suspect there'll be some kind of promo in the future with with snap, snappy, snappy stuff with lots of women in various, not maybe states of undress, but you know, not with all their clothes on. I suspect it's gonna be like that. I don't really want that. And um, I can see what it's gonna be like now. They're gonna be swirling pictures and you know, shutters. Shutter sounding, that kind of thing. Because it was linked to, I've got a plan to save Chase U. We don't know that now, do we? We've not got that. We do have Riley Osborne with, uh, with Andre Chase and with Duke Hudson. And Duke, and it's a lovely moment, this. Instead of holding the trophy, which was taken away from him by creditors, a collections agency, he's holding the calendar just in the way he would hold trophy that's really nice he's fighting lexis king lexis remember lexis and um, lexis king doesn't seem to be ascending the heights now does he remember i called this i called this a few weeks ago they're going to get very bored with him very quickly and their new plaything is Oberfemi, who there's a big promo for this week but basically it's just showing him beating up dragon lee at Vengeance Day, which we well remember as it was only a few days ago. So, he's not on the programme tonight, but uh, Lexis King is, and he's in the, the ring with Riley Osborne. Yeah, Riley Osborne, who is a trier, and is involved in a skit with, or an angle with uh, Thea Hale, who misses his match, and Riley's upset that he... I don't know how I don't know how he had the time during this match to look out and see if Thea Hale was there, but he says you missed my match and 
he forgives her because it's young love and um, I suppose and they'll have their Valentine's Day trip I don't know what they're doing we'll, we'll soon find out when we look maybe there'll be a, a you know a, a, a pony ride through you know in, in a pony and trap thing through um, through London through, through um, New York I was thinking about London because I hope it's not pony and trap that's cockney rhyming slang like apples and pears for stairs now JC Jane does say I can give you some tips or something like that about so we're gonna have some vignettes about her getting ready for Valentine's Day aren't we and I for one can't wait oh no I can wait so this match was okay it was all right before we even got there we get we get um Mr. Stone's kids with Von Wagner and Stone. And Von Wagner wants another go at Noam Dar. And the kids say, you should be a tag team. No, 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 no. Of course I can't do that, says Mr. Stone. No, 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 no. Okay. Blimey, it didn't take a lot to convince him, did it? And they're going to do that. So back in the ring. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, we get a little look back at Vengeance Day again. And then back in the ring. Right, so they really care about this match, don't they? Are there any other hold-ups? No. Oh, there might have been an advert in the middle of it, actually. Anyway, we've got a Lexus King chop, a big shot to the face from Riley, and a nice dive over the top. Riley then takes a spill to the announce table, and it looked a bit, a bit of a, an unhappy landing, really. But he, he comes back with a flying clothesline and a leg lariat. I mean, it might have been a leg lariat. It could have been a spinning kick, but it looked like a leg lariat to me. However, all of a sudden, Lexus King gets the coronation for the pin. And it was really meh, and I didn't think there was any kind of build to it. Because Riley Osborne had quite a lot of the offence, and it didn't look like suddenly, I know I said suddenly, but it didn't look like out of the blue, because he can sneak up on you at any time, Lexis King gets the pin. It was like, well, it's time for him to get the pin now, so he's got the pin. Moving on. And I suspect that's what the WWE will do. I thought they'd moved on from this person. Listen, Kalani Jordan is still figuring in their plans. There's a promo in which he tells us, I'm coming back better than ever. It might have been that. I really wasn't listening. It could have been that. It could have been, I've suffered some really difficult times and here I am coming back. It's most likely that one. I don't know how many times she can do this, but they're still interested in her. <clears throat> now, Kiana and... Um, and Izzy are in the dressing room. Uh, there's uh, Bryce, and they're kind of bullying her. And the way they're doing it, let's put it this way. If there is a big book of bullies, they need to get that out of the library. There are such things as libraries where you can borrow books. Did you know that? Or you can get it on, a, on some kind of reading device. Or, or, I, I don't know, or you can, I don't know, you can borrow it from somebody else. But there's a, if there's a big book of bullies, then you really they really do need to read it because their bullying amounts to taking Bryce's drink and emptying it on the floor. <gasps> oh my God! Whatever happened to stuffing people in locker rooms or showing their heads down the toilet? That's what I was... That's what happened to me. That's what... That's that's proper bullying. Or tying you up to the goalposts. That sort of thing. And pulling your trousers down so everyone can see it. Now that didn't happen to me, but that sort of thing. I'm definitely not... Definitely not saying that bullying is what we should be doing. I'm calling out bullying. I was bullied at school. It's an appalling thing. And there are several ways you can 
you can work with the authorities about it. You can um, stand up to the bullies. You can do all sorts of things, but bullying should not be tolerated. And nor should the WWE be doing a storyline about it unless it's going to pull, unless it's going to pay off. And I hope it will pay off down the line because it would be nice to see Bryce standing up to those bullies. I'll tell you again, I'm definitely not advocating bullying. Okay, so back to Mello. Now, this is not the end of the show, is it? This is more like the be- the middle of the show, actually, really. He explains why he did it. Now, there, there are three, three reasons why he might have done it, okay? First of all, he might have done it because I want Trick to be more popular than me so that I am going to turn heel so that he can have a clear way to be a big fan favourite in this, in this promotion because I love him so much. It could be Trick's more popular than me and I don't like it. Or it could be, I'm going to war on SmackDown, or Raw or SmackDown, so I'm going to leave Trick here, and on the way out, I want to do this business for him, because I want to do business the right way. I'm all heart. Which of those three do you think it is? It's number two. Door number two, please. Trick is more popular than me, and I don't like it. The crowd don't like it either. They weren't ready to let him speak. Then you get Trick's music, and Mello does the, he's here, and then stands up and says, no, no, he's not here. He's in hospital next to Booker T. I quite like that, actually. I thought that was quite funny. He mentions uh, a two-day period as a North, North American champ. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the promo that we really want. We wanted something very special. And having him come down to the ring and sit on a seat in the middle of the ring and do all that was just not special. They could have actually saved it till next week, couldn't they? They could have done a, will you tell us what's happening? They could have had a, a press pack, couldn't they? Mello, Mello, tell us. Tell us, Mello, what did you have for lunch? Yeah, what do you think about Trick? Why did you do it, Mello? All that. Or they could have had him screaming away in a car. Mello, tell us why you've ruined our lives. That sort of thing. Screaming after him and he can't hear you. But he just sat in the middle of the ring, did, did a pretty good promo that the crowd didn't want him to do. And that's basically that. It was all right, but it wasn't great. Now, Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice. Perez seems happy at being robbed of the championship at Vengeance Day. She seems quite happy when she gets in the ring, but she's not when she gets it, when Vice gets in there. Certainly not. She's at her with punches, a dive, a high crossbody, some mounted punches. Lola Vice works with the headlock, and then you've got a sleeper working well. Bit of my coffee there. Keep the voice box lubricated. The folds of the voice box, you'll see. And uh, Perez fights out of that sleeper. There is... Um, Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's then Paxley. Paxley tries to join in because, for some reason, she's got the breakout tournament. It looks like a clipboard to me, or as I was just saying, a clipboard. It looks like that. There's no tournament. It's not a golden ticket. It's not a golden ticket. It's not a golden ticket or anything like that. There's no money in the bank box. It's just a clipboard, it looks like. And she's got it, so she thinks that she can cash in. She interferes, distracts, and there's Pop Rocks for the pin. There you go. Now, 
here's one of the most ridiculous things of the week. Damon Kemp thinks he deserves a shot at the Heritage Cup. He's there with Charlie Dempsey. Little Regal, you can call him, if you like. And he's there with Drew Gulak. And um, he wants a shot at the Heritage Cup. Right, right. Okay. Okay, there's a song that goes like this. What have you done for me lately? Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. What have you done for me lately? What have you done recently? What have you done to make me think he's on the rise? I can say I want a chance at the Heritage Cup because I keep doing these promos or podcasts or and people listen to them, which they do, and thank you. But I don't deserve a shot at the Heritage Cup, and neither do you, mate. Jeez. Now, Fallon and Ren Sinclair, because she's taken Ren under her ring, under her wing, under her ring would be very different, under her wing, and that's quite fun because she's called Ren, you see. That's the joke I'm giving you. She's facing Lash Legend and Jakarta, Jakara Jackson. Not seen Jakara for ages in the ring. You know, that's great. Now, Lash Legend is something a bit special, is she not? She ragdolls Ren Sinclair. Ren's got a kind of denim outfit, denim rig outfit, with one cut-off leg and one longer leg. It's really weird. It is as if the person who was creating the ring attire had got the dates wrong and hadn't quite finished it. I have to take it anywhere I'm on TV tonight. That. Okay. At some point, Jackson smacks Sinclair's head into the mat. Quite a lot of offence on Ren here. In comes Henley with some flying forearms. Jackson hits a drop kick and then Lash powerbomb for the pin. It was good while it was lasted and I wanted more of it, to be honest. Mainly because of Jackson and Jakara. Not Jackson and Jakara, they're the same person. Legend and Jakara. That would be the one I wanted. That's right, Steve. I know, it's been a long, long day. Yes. Now, Jensen and Briggs, Jensen is struggling. He's struggling without Briggs. Now, what he expected was, he wanted Briggs to say, don't worry, brother, I've got your back. As Jensen said, when Briggs said, I want a chance at the Heritage Cup, you would expect that he would be reciprocal. Reciprocating, reciprocation for the nation, the lubrication, a felicitation. There you go, that's what I wanted. Instead, stand on your own two feet, you spineless, you spineless two-legged rat, as um, Bad News Brown would say in 1988. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. The word rat didn't really come to it. Spineless two-legged rat. He doesn't say that, but he does say stand on your own two feet. So he wants him to grow a spine. So he leaves him first. He says, right, I'm, I'm off. See ya. Leaves him. Doesn't get in contact with him. And when his mate comes back, to ask for advice and help. All he can do is scream in his face. This doesn't seem like a good way to put Briggs over, does it? <laughs> he seems like a bit of a dick. Cheer for him. <sighs> and may I remind you, he failed in his opportunity at the Heritage Cup and has not been on the ascendancy since. Okay, here is your main event. Ilya versus Dijak. Do not bet on this match. As Heenan said, I'm so stupid, I bet on wrestling. I love that so much. It's just great. Oh, I love Bobby Heenan's work. Now, Ilya's got a big contusion. A contusion on the left-hand side of his face. 
Yes, he has, which is probably make him even more angry. Before we get to that match, we've got to... I hate it when they do this. Introduce one person and then we've got a couple of bits of Ava. Parker um, allowed by Ava to fight Rizzo next week and then not allowing Ridge Holland his um, request because he wants all of Gallus. Now, it doesn't take someone who needs... I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we had Stephen Regal, big pop, saying, I know, long hours, but I know you've got it in you to be the general manager of NXT. You don't need an enormous amount of experience to know that taking on three men on your own is probably not a good idea, Ridge. Get two others. Get someone like, I don't know, um, Pete Dunne and one other. Remember the team you used to... Uh, yeah, them. <clears throat> okay. Back in the ring, we had them going for it early on. We've got an Ilya suplex, in fact, several, and a knee off the top. Dijak comes back with a kick, which knocks Ilya to the floor. They exchange discus kicks. Yeah, I liked that. Ilya lifts Dragunov on his shoulders, screaming with the effort, and then executes a buckle Death Valley driver. That is beautiful. Sent on from the top, from Ilya. Now, Ilya does great work, and he is my favourite champion of all wrestling champions at the moment. But suddenly we get a whoop that trick chant. Now, you know what? Come on. He is fantastic. I know you love trick, but he's just a great, great champion. And they're going to have to lean into this with the WWE. They're already leaning into when you're the champ, it's a lot of pressure. So Dijak can do... Uh, Dragunov can do this. Dijak can't because he's not going to be the champion. Spoiler alert, a bit too late, but there you go. Dragunov can do this and they need to lean into it because all that work, all that great work, all that great character work, and he gets to want that trick chant. For goodness sake. Anyway, he hits a knee for a 2.999 recurring. That would be Drag uh, Dijak, not Dragunov. Dragunov runs into a big clothesline. Then he hits a knee. They are both down and he manages to get the H-bomb for the pin because he's got reserves of energy. And guess what's going to happen? The show goes off air and that's it. No, no, no. Mellow's back. He attacks Ilya Dragunov, takes his title, stands there looking at it because he should be the real chump. I mean, some may say he's the real chump, but Dragunov's a tweener. He's your, your champion. He's standing in the middle of Mellow, who's now your main heel, and Trick, who's your main face. It's a good little place to be that if the WWE can do it properly. My money is on not. How do you feel about that? Why? Well, they've dropped that ball before, but it's a great place to be in. And, you know, this was a pretty good episode of NXT. Not great, but it was after the premium live event. I'm enjoying NXT because of the possibilities. They do seem great. The only thing that can stop those possibilities is the WWE not booking things correctly. I don't half worry. Maybe I should be optimistic. If you're pessimistic, then you're never disappointed, are you? Ta-ta.